What's up, everybody? Welcome to your home for all positive coverage on All Elite Wrestling. We are your co-hosts here, Crayfish. Got my man SPD over there. Um, and we are here to talk to you guys about AEW Revolution. We are Ooh, fresh man. off the big pay-per-view for 2021. It's been um, – there was a ton of buzz going into this one, SPD. Um, and – Man, it's still lingering into today, isn't it? Well, yeah, I know. We usually like to record right after, but you know, this one we needed to sleep on because there was so much that happened, and you know, it was it was a, a bloody mess to end the show for sure. I mean, just look at how many how much talent is involved in this, and this was not even all of them. I mean, you know, almost everyone on the roster essentially showed face on this four hour ish pay per view, and it was yes. outstanding. And a lot of implications, you know, we're, we're turning a new leaf here in AEW and it's fun. You know, we can fantasy book all we want. Uh, we try to fantasy book this pay-per-view and we didn't really do too hot with our predictions, which we, we thought we, we had some things nailed down, but clearly we didn't. We're, we're uh, fans, not bookers. Um, but as you can see, I'm there's a lot. Yeah, I think that the big the big one, obviously, I was proud. I got the first opener right. I, I got uh, the buy-in, Britt Baker and Maki Ito. Yeah. Uh, Maki Ito was a big surprise for a lot of us, um, be, being the sub uh, for for Rebel, um, as she took on – as those two took on Thunder Rosa and Riho. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we, when you look at it, uh, the, the one where it started going off the rails right away – um, we were all in on the inner circle. Um, we were away from this pay per view with gold. SPD had us sold. Um, I know. <laughs> I loved your idea. I still think that it's a great one. Um, but we 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 were thinking that MJF and Jericho would take that, and and the Bucks proved once again why you should never doubt the Young Bucks. They are um, they are the foundation of this amazing tag division of AEW. And mm -hmm. uh, they proved why. And that one was quite the, quite a way to start the show. It was a perfect start to the show. And they proved, they definitely proved why they are the best tag team and have gold for a reason. And I think this is more of like a resurgence of them as well. I mean, like we've talked about in previous shows of, you know, they, they put on a few young teams over put, and then they kind of fizzled out a little bit in terms of not really defending. But this was definitely a huge showcase for them. And we're going to see an outstanding one-on-one -on -one match when um, Matt Jackson, I believe, is getting in the ring with Ray Phoenix uh, on Wednesday in two short days. So that should be outstanding. Two of my favorites. That's awesome. So. Um, you know, you, you showed the, the match results. Rather than kind of do a summary, I know that, you know, we're – 
we are eager to jump in and just start talking yeah. about this one. So we'll we'll go through all the match results as they come. Um, let's dive right in. Um, you know, typically we like to start you know dynamite download in sequential order and go through the matches, yeah. but um, you know, since we had the privilege of kind of letting this digest, um, I think that was purposeful here at Dynamite Download. We we mm -hmm. kind of knew that the way that that pay-per-view ended um, was going to have a lot of people talking. And your Dukes of Dynamite, your, your <laughs> home of positive coverage, we we really needed to, to take a minute to step back, reflect, look sure. at the big picture um, of this one. And we we have to, SPD, I think looking at the way that the Twitterverse is, is responding, we have to get into that main event. So um, although yeah. I you know I love to talk Britt Baker, um, that's going to have to wait <laughs> because uh, everybody's chatting about a Mox, Moxley versus Omega and that exploding barbed wire death match. So, SPD, wow. um, why don't you jump in real quick? Was this – like, first of all, before we even get into the the ramifications of what happened um, and, and sort of the discussion afterwards that comes with it – right. You're a Kenny Omega mark, and you love yourself, Kenny. Sure. You, you are an advocate. You feel like he's one of the absolute best on the planet. Um, mm -hmm. When you were watching this one, I was worried about you as far as the blood and the guts were concerned. What was your take on this match? Is it, would this one hold up as an elite or a delete from you? Um, you know, big picture, all things and in, all things in, in included. I mean, absolutely, just. Before it, I've been big picture, absolutely elite. I mean, this, I had no idea what to expect. I've never seen anything like this. And it was cringeworthy at times to watch. I mean, right away, we saw a lot of color out of Mox. And right cool. away, I mean, it was brutal. And you could tell, you could, you, I mean, wrestlers are outstanding at selling, you know, they're, they're actors essentially as well, you know, a great acting skill, but you could tell, I felt, feel like legitimately both guys look nervous and uneasy about it. And then, you know, so would I, I would never, ever, ever want to be in a situation in oh, a match gosh. like this. And so, um, you know, adding Callis on commentary was, was pure gold as expected, you know, much needed um, to have that. And, and, you know, JR was, you know, sounding, losing voice too. So having that little pick me up for the main event really helped. But, um, you know, the build of this was outstanding. You know, all show AEW did a fantastic job with their pre-match packages. And mm -hmm. this was another great one. And it was it was almost comical, but needed to see Bryce Rumsberg in a bomb suit, you know, <laughs> like he's like he looks like a beekeeper, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a beekeeper party Breaking Bad. But I um, mean, you know, two careers were essentially on the line, and you know this. And Jr. said it best: it was like most dangerous match he's ever seen, and I agree. And it was oh, brutal. Um, and it, like I said, I had no idea what to expect and it delivered it in terms of good storytelling, but it was just, you know, a lot of times I, I caught myself like having to look away when they would zoom close in on John Moxley, you know, bleeding. And I'm not going to show was, any of those yeah. photos for this, just for that sake, but as, uh, we'll try to keep things as, as PG as possible. But, you know, I think the overall execution of this, you know, being a, a new thing or really, you know, foreign territory for a lot of people, um, they executed it really well, you know, with the, with the timed um, rope explosions and things like that. Uh, I think that those things executed really well. I mean, we're not, we'll talk about the end at the end, but I think these things worked well for the effect when um, the good brothers came out with that barboy bad and exploded as well as the surprise. It worked really well, but just the brutal, 
paradigm shift on the outside barbed wire. I mean, I, I don't know who got it worse, man, but everyone, but I mean, the finish Kenny, was Kenny kind of frustrating. Drive, you know, drop kicking mocks and you know we, we talked about like kenny driving mocks into the barbed wire um multiple times oh, in this gosh. one um yeah I, I, so you know spd let's 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 be let's talk about the elephant in the room uh even with some of the things that went wrong at the end where does this stand out to you is, is this an elite or a delete it's an elite for me you know i think this the storytelling and everything around it um and the way they safely as safely as possible executed this, it's an elite for sure. Um, you know, it was still entertaining. They had some cool wrestling spots. It was violence turned up to maximum and then, you know, blowing the speakers on all of the violence and in, in general. So um, I enjoyed some of that part. You know, the paradigm shift on the chair was brutal. Um, there were some cool spots, you know, when, when Mox put his foot on the rope to, to break the pin. Yeah. Um, and it exploded as well. Scared but, the rest. You know, I'm just, I'm just so, me personally, I'm just so sick of the Good Brothers. You know, in a match like this, they should have just not been involved. And I just, I'm over them. And, and it makes sense for Kenny's booking, you know, and it fits well. But I'm personally over the Good Brothers, and um, I'm ready for them to to get put in their place or get put back on Impact where they belong. You know, but. What do you what do you think for this elite? Well, elite? It's funny you mentioned them, and and that's honestly, um, I felt like the the ending of this match was really overbooked. Um, and and again, I'm I'm a fan, but um, I felt like the Good Brothers getting involved um, detracted from the the violence that we saw in this match, and that was before. Yeah. Before all the stuff with Kingston and with with yeah. the faulty uh, explosion at the end, right. I was already starting to become soured. Where I was like, "Dude, like, I why am I seeing Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows just kind of standing around in the middle of the ring?" Right, and they were at points like just standing there. Well, like, <laughs> why are we? Why are they even in the picture of this? They're detracting from the. This was Kenny Omega versus Moxley three, right? This yeah. was the this was the culmination of this dates back to when Moxley debuted in AEW. Right. And I just feel like this was a case of where they kind of and we love that AEW likes to I always do this with my hands. They love to blend, <laughs> they love to blend the different stories. They bring them They're all together. Dance. All these different characters that come together, and we love that. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like this was one of those instances live while I was watching. I was like, man, like this is detracting from the two competitors that are literally spilling their blood for us. Um, it just, it felt like it was cheapening the moment for those guys. And I, mm. and that hurt as that hurt the overall product for me. Um, and I was getting, I felt myself kind of retracting from my emotional investment when I saw that. Now, I try to pinch myself and remind myself, you know, hey, man, Hollywood Hogan had the outsiders do this stuff all the time with the NWO and True. stuff like that. But point. I think that Kenny is above that. Um, I felt like this match, especially the circumstances, mm -hmm. was above that. We've seen the Good Brothers week after week after week with Kenny 
getting the upper hand of on, on Moxley, laying him out, beating him up, V-triggers, all sorts of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen that dynamic. We did not need to be reminded that the Good Brothers are there to help Kenny cheat. I, I think that this would have been a, a, a much stronger showing if they just allowed these two men to shine and they didn't right. take away, they didn't do all this extra stuff that ended up, I feel like taking away from the, the performance of these two episodes, these two uh, performers, my personal opinion. Um, so they for me, just, I, I would have been happy if they just handed them a bat and stood on the stage and watched Kenny finish the job versus right. getting in the ring. But yes. that's me. Yeah, I honestly, um, this is this match is a delete from me, and it's not. Wow. I know it's shocking um, with it being a main event and with the stakes that were on the line and with the with the people that were in it. Um, right. I felt like this suffered from overbooking. I felt mm. like um, the violence. I was expecting there to be a lot of violence in this match, but I, I don't looking at the, the way that things played out. Um, right. I think that these two men are capable of incredible psychology. Um, I felt like some of the way this match went detracted from that psychology. I, I it just was a miss for me. Um, okay. I, I, it, it, to me, I felt like this and, and that's, I know it's in hindsight now looking back and seeing all the stuff. And I know that AEW is going to do a very nice job of navigating these waters. There are going to be a lot of critics. We've seen him come out for the way the match ended. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm joining that crowd. Uh, right. I know what these guys are capable of. And I, and they, these guys put themselves through a lot of suffering um, in this match, it was to me, it was brutal. Um, mm-hmm. but I felt like the overbooking at the end really, really hurt the end product of this match. And that, and, and it's hard not to have that linger as the, the taste in your mouth when you see it. I think that these two guys are more than capable of carrying their own weight and they just did not right. need all that extra shenanigans. And I hope that. You know, I hope that this is a learning like lesson for for AEW. They're a very young company. Um, True. Sometimes we can get a we can we can we can benefit from a less is more approach. Um, you know, Kenny Omega and, and John Moxley do not need all these other bells and whistles to right. put on a, a, an absolute barn burner of a match. True. And I just I feel like looking back on it those extra bells and whistles that they tried to add to it actually hurt them in the long run. So uh, it's a soft delete for me. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't enjoy moments of that match. I thought that they did a great job at times, but um, the violence was not the blood from Moxley was, was hard to watch. And that's coming from a lifelong wrestling fan. That was, that was really hard to watch. I was telling Um, you, I was like, get this man a towel. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm I'm looking at it just man, when you look at the sacrifice and what the pain and suffering that these guys went through, I just think that they were they the way that it played out didn't do them a lot of favors and didn't glorify this like what they went through. And that and that right. that to me is why it, you know, I think that they suffered from that overbooking. And, and um 
I had a feeling that, that Ken, Kingston was starting to turn to defend Moxley um, with some of the. I know stuff you that called that seen. a couple of weeks ago when we were there live. You were saying, you know, when those two were battling and he got the clean pin, that like you could totally see him joining up with with Mox. And I mean, we saw that at the end. And before we shift into the next match, because um, we could talk about this one dissected for yeah, hours, absolutely. Um, but we got to keep it moving. And what I'm going to say is, even though the shenanigans, the the pyro, let's say, didn't go off according to plan, and some people are, you know, creating hilarious videos with music and farts and funny. things like that, which I love, and that's just more eyes on the product, like to me, in a good way. If you look like that, but it doesn't matter. You know, you talk about like sacrifice. You know, no one else came out and sacrificed. If you jump in front of a, a shooting gun to, to sacrifice someone, what if the gun malfunctions? You you made the effort to to sacrifice yourself or someone else. So Eddie did that, and that that was no one else did that. And so regardless of the result of if a bomb went off or if sparklers went off, you know, he was willing to sacrifice it all for someone else. So that should mm -hmm. be enough to to honor and be, you know, talked about in my opinion. So well said. that's all I got to say. And then, you know, this one to me is, you know, card worthy, which we are extremely excited about that. We'll, we'll go into the buy-in, which we got a free match uh, with Thunder Rosa and teamed up with Rio and Dr. Britt Baker. And of course, you know, the cowardly Reba or Rebel, whichever. So many people call it different things. I don't even know. I'm just going to call her the sidekick of the DMD. But... <laughs> We know she'd be looking for a doctor's note from a close friend. You called uh, to get it. out of this match, yep. <laughs> and we got to see the the debut of Makito um, over here on U.S. television. So that was this one was definitely a fun one to watch. We were definitely excited for this. Uh, I loved it. Um, you know, Rio is so fun to watch for her size. You forget how mm. good she is, and just the way you know her strength and her and her jumps and her power and all that. You know, and then of course you know, one of our fan favorites here at Dynamite Download, uh, Thunder Rosa, who is so hard hitting, you know, goes oh. through the motions. Uh, her theme song is just chills because like I've said and tweeted out, I was like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, you, I'd be running for the hills too, because watch out. Cause you're know you're in for a fight. No um, and you could tell Thunder was all business. And, you know, Maki Ito, when she was doing her singing and dancing, like in, in showboating, she was not having that and wasn't, was did not want any part of that. Um, but I loved it. And this this told you knew something like this would happen. So this that's two strikes on Reba and against Thunder with the cheat to win by for oh, DMD to take the victory. That's Rebel two strikes. Was, so Rebel was awesome in her in the way she played in this. No, match. she's been playing great, a great yeah. ringside heel. You know, that's exactly what you need out of a great heel is like a one-two punch, you know, someone on your side. You know, we, we see it all the time. And so, I mean, MJF has Wardlow right now, and then who yep. knows what's, that's going to happen. Or he's yeah. had Wardlow this whole time, essentially. But, you know, there was some great technical wrestling when finally Thunder and Britt Baker got in the ring together. It just shows how much we love that feud and how great the chemistry is between the two and how much we believe in that feud and oh, how much yeah. we want so much more of it. You know, we'll say it time and time again, every time we get a chance that we deserve this this feud, Thunder Rose and Britt Baker deserves main event quality spotlight. And I think we're still we're still in for it. I think it's They're coming totally. and rightfully deserves so. And so, I mean, this match to me was uh, an elite for sure. You know, I, I love the storytelling and the talent in the ring. I mean, this is a, a, your core of the women's division. And yeah. um, the way it turned out, 
you know, if you had a clean win from Thunder and Rio, which they deserve to win, of course, then, you know, you don't have you wanting as much more. But when you have a dirty win and you have this photo up there, (laughs) you want so much more. You want them to get justice. Like they didn't they didn't win fair and square. So you want to cheer for Rio and Thunder that much more the next right. round. So I absolutely. This one to me was a no doubt an elite for me. Um, I thought like just from the get go, Britt coming out, cutting a, an awesome promo, furthering <laughs> the conspiracy theory against her, um, pushing that agenda. <laughs> I thought that that played very well. Um, Maki Ito was a phenomenal um, like switcheroo that got a lot of people excited. Yep. Um, and, and the played off of different, added a whole new level of like style into this matchup, a little bit more of the theatrics. And obviously, um, that clash between her and Thunder worked very, very well in those moments mm-hmm. that highlighted Thunder's intensity. Um, mm-hmm. I also really loved how Britt, like early on in this match, was more than happy to like. Anytime Thunder got in the ring, she was quick to rush to the, to, to tag out. Um, She's very smart. Played very smart. Very, played very well. Um, Britt was also really like the, I think the turning point of this match was you know Britt's out when she got that outside interference where she she took uh, Riho and threw her into the barricade on the outside. Really muscled her up. Physical. They got physical. Uh, Britt's offense in this one was really t- like impressive for, to me in the sense you know she she clearly is uh, built becoming more and more of a powerhouse. Um, you know mm-hmm. I, I think that that kryptonite crunch or the air raid crash that however you want to call it that move is becoming a quite a staple in her arsenal and, and really is impressive. Um, and then Thunder. I mean for for us we're we're huge Thunder Rosa fans. I think Thunder. Her pacing, her and Riho work really, really well together. Just because, you know, Thunder like that. has that like that power that we talk about. SPDD, I know you've talked about her being sort of one of the more pound for pound uh, strong athletes in this company. Um, but they both kind of push the pace. Riho is very much about like fast, quick offense, quick strikes, um, always moving. And I thought that really, really worked well with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I liked that that pairing quite a bit. Um, oh. I gotta also say, man, I'm very, very impressed with the the way that the AEW is building this feud. I mean, this this is an example of that long term storytelling that we really love yes. here in AEW. There's so many people who like us who are clamoring for Brit and Thunder to have that that marquee matchup against each other um where you know there's a definitive winner um they continue mm-hmm. to find ways whether it's rebel getting involved um you know whether like whether in the, the women's tournament we thought those two were gonna it was just a matter of time for those two to match up we had some swerves come in and det- detracted us from that um but they are building and building and building to this and i think that it's it's worth noting um, the the characters that are now getting involved in the sort of the you could tell the, the Brit is her her desire to want to use others as pawns in this army against <laughs> or this war against Thunder. It's starting to play out really really interesting. Um, leaving Revolution, you know, a lot of times a pay per view, especially with AEW, because yeah. they're they're there's four a year, you feel like kind of that. Um, a lot of the feuds come to an end. The, the chapters mm-hmm. get closed and a new one begins. 
Um, this is an example where I think that this is not closed. This this feud is is got. There's still a lot of meat left on the bone. There's still a lot of us out here who are really excited about right. where this can go. Um, very very like th- this one to me with this starting the with the buy in and then transitioning into the tag yeah. match. Um, there doesn't get but there's just not a better. I, I was talking about it with with those of you on social. When you go from Britt Baker to MJF and Chris Jericho, there's just when you talk about like us just strutting out the world class heels, it doesn't oh get God. better than that, bro. Like it, it, you're talking about three of some of the absolute best in the business when it comes to manipulating the fans, being total, <laughs> like being being confident and backing it up. Um, I was I was expecting MJF and Jericho to follow Britt's lead and, and pull off the W here, um, yeah. But they they fell short. The Young Bucks, man, there was a point, dude, where like Jr. was just this one's a super kick party. It's a slobber knocker. I mean, he was going all out. The Bucks were delivering. So, like th- this one to me is. Anytime the the Bucks start a dynamite, you and I talk about that. They always mm-hmm. they always start to show off w- with incredible energy, dude. This match so was awesome. this match was so good to me. I it's you know it's a shame that Revolution kind of played out the way it ended the way it did because some of these earlier matches in the card are going to get forgotten about and and here at Dynamite Download we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. This match was an example of. Great storytelling, mm-hmm. great star building. JR and the commentator team, man, were they putting over Wardlow huge. Yeah. Wardlow getting involved at multiple times in this, basically turning this into a handicap match. I mean, they were putting they were building him as a star. Um, and then dude, I mean, how often do you see I mean the offense they were putting MJF through and him kicking out? I I have I it it took so much to put these guys away. Jericho's veteran oh knowledge on display, um, you know, with him scouting out the Young Bucks offense and 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 being able to like kind of outsmart them at different times in this match. Yep. Um, I just I felt like this was a, a great match that both teams delivered on. I was a huge fan of what what we saw tonight um, with AEW Revolution. I, I felt like the Bucks. Their heart was on display. We saw some of that with their with their promo work on Dynamite, right. their passion. Um, there was no giving up on that side. And there were multiple times where on both sides where I was like, man, this match is over. And it didn't happen. I, I thought this so was one of the best finishes. Best, it was so, yeah. This was one I of agree, the this, best matches of the night for me, without a question. Hands down, Elite. You know, we are, you know, I think unanimous Elite. This was four of our our favorites in the ring you know with young bucks obviously mjf and jericho and jericho being the goat and he's on my mount rushmore for sure but you know like you said great way to start the show absolutely yeah. great way to start a show uh especially we're starting out singing this I and mean, the crowd was hot for that song as as always as it will continue to be time and time again when there is a crowd and you know mjf and chris jericho just i think turned it up even more their cockiness and their confidence and to me you know before the match even started with the ring announcements i loved when jericho grabbed the belt raised the belt and just had the biggest shit-eating grin ever because <laughs> he grabs the belt <laughs> from the ref and he's raising it above his head 
<laughs> I thought that was, was hilarious. I was laughing out loud at that. For that the heel work by MJF and Jericho throughout this match and, and Wardlow. I mean, they, they were playing it up, man. And the Bucks are such a great canvas for that because they're such yeah. so easy to root for those guys. Whether it's their offense just makes you want to like geek out and watch them and cheer for the super kick party that's coming, um, or just their like their never say die attitude. They were right. it was such a great contrast of <laughs> heel and face in this match, and both teams were. I mean, they were they were on point that night. I mean, they they brought it. Um, can't say enough of good things about that match. Huge so fan. many false finishes. Huge fan as well. And it was great when MJF was just literally slobbering and he got it in a true slobber knocker, super kick to the face. You know, um, we, I talked about it with you too. I mean, like this was the most active we've seen Wardlow in a while ringside and it was a lot of fun to see. So that's going to play into, I feel like the upcoming announcement that they, they did later in the show, how they, you know, their inner circle war council with the keyword yeah. war, you know, is there going to be changing to the guard? Someone maybe going to lead the charge. And I had to, because this pay-per-view is so stacked, I'm like, who took the pin? I couldn't figure it out. And it was Jericho that ended up taking the pin. Um, so I think that's probably why MJF was a little bit more sour in that interview backstage promo. But this was, uh, I think Jericho looked absolutely amazing. He looked like he's he's getting better over the next over the past few months you know his in-ring work has been really great and like he's taking some still some high bumps high risk maneuvers and doing some great stuff and the timing of the young bucks has just been spot on the, the, their finisher was was so cool and spot on um you know it's fun it just was a reminder not that we need one it's just how great the young bucks are and they are just like a mirror image of each other in the ring when they're doing that tandem stuff it literally is so on point and so on cue, like they're not missing a beat. Like their their kicks are timed, their flips are mm. timed, their you know backflips are timed through the through the uh, ropes timed. Everything is just so spot on. Granted, your brothers, your blood, and you've been doing this for years, but still, they are just it's you're gonna mess up here and there. But these guys look so fluid always, man. And I can't say I've become so I've become a huge Matt Jackson fan, and I I mean like I. They're the both of these brothers are incredible. I, I've I've become a Matt Jackson. Like whenever I see him work, um, yeah. I've really really started to lean into how good he's be. Like he's just he stands out. But both of these guys, that you're right, man. Like these brothers, they're so fluid. I thought that Nick in particular in this match impressed yeah. me, and that and that I want to compliment him on that because I'm. It's very easy for me to see the the like, the goodness in Matt Jackson, his mm -hmm. his intensity. Nick is more like the laid back brother, the cool brother, you know? Yeah, Matt's um, more vocal. Yes. And I felt like Nick really showed out in this match. Some of his offense that he was delivering, um, he was on a roll. So yeah. I, I can't disagree, brother. I, I think that this match, again, all, fresh off the heels of the buy-in, this one this one did not disappoint. They're, they're like Just the absolute back and forth, the false finishes – the incredible mm -hmm. heel work, um, the playing of the the emotions with Wardlow getting involved at multiple times during this one. Yeah. Um, it, this was this was hard hitting, um, and it's one of those matches that I feel like the AW fans should be complimenting. And if you're a fan out there that's that's kind of frustrated with the the negative backlash, that the sort of the bitter taste in in people's mouths after yeah. AW Revolution with that finish, this is one of those matches you should definitely go back push this one, let people remind people of how dang good this one was because both sides, I mean, the, the like every box was checked in this match, man. Teamwork, character work, 
heel versus baby face. Um, you know, you like with the young bucks, you know, it's going to be fast paced, crazy mm -hmm. tandem offense. But then with, with MJF, I feel like that was an example with MJF, man. Like this dude is so well known for what he can do on the mic. Um, but I think that his toughness, his resolve, um, dude, kicking out. Oh, I mean, he, there was oh, a, so a many stretch, false finishes. A stretch during this match where they were the Bucks were just had him pinballing, <laughs> dude. They were just yeah. they were beating the heck out of him, and he kept coming back for more. So MJF does not, you know, he oftentimes gets overlooked for how good he is in the ring. Um, well, he's better than us, and we know it. I think it's changing, and I think I you you commented on the post match. Um, interview with Jericho and 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 uh, the inner circle. I really do think that MJF and and Wardlow are going to start to they're going to seize the reins of this this group, and I think that there's going to be a new a new leader. Um, could be, be very so very interesting. But these guys delivered uh, big fans of this match, and I think that you know the the AEW tag division is still. Uh, the focal point for me as a fan, I think that this division mm -hmm. is absolutely uh, – to me, there was a period in this match, this tag team battle royal, where we were like, dang, dude, this is unbelievable. And then we started talking about all the teams that had still yet to come out, all the talent that still was to come. Um, such a showcase of variety. And that's what, again, this division gives you – if you're a high fire fan, you you can have you you know you have private party out there. You have some of these you know these younger teams like you know pro, like uh, top flight. You have all these sort of crews that are young, talented. We saw Phoenix and Pac involved oh. in this match, and they they obviously came out on top, which I was very happy about. But then you saw teams like Bear Country and Butcher and Blade. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much variety in this division that if you're a fan. There's you're gonna latch on to a couple teams that you're just that are gonna be your teams. Um, yeah. We here we here we're really excited to see what was Santana and Ortiz were gonna do in this one. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they got eliminated. That was our prediction early on in this, but dude, I I had to think, you know, although for me um, the Death Triangle, I, I I am I am such like. It, 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 that was an incredible moment for Dynamite Download because Pac is my favorite wrestler and Phoenix is your favorite wrestler. And I think it's just very, very cool that those two guys won this one. So mm -hmm. we, we as fans here at Dynamite Download, we're, we're geeking out. Um, but this was this felt like a match where Jungle Boy, again, like he's been on a roll, man. Like Jungle yeah. Boy has been on an absolute tear since this feud with the FTR. Um, you know, really – I mean, obviously, even dating back before then, I mean, Jungle Boy is, I think, one of AEW's top young stars. You, If you look at his performance in the um, world title tournament, you know, we yeah. look back on that. Um, he's just – but I think that this feud with FTR has brought out a whole new intensity in him. Um, and he was one of the stars of this this show tonight. I thought that tag team battle Royal, I'll let you jump in. But for me, I felt some of the standouts were jungle boy, um, John silver. I thought his offense, the, yeah. the like him, the, just how, like we've talked about it, his strikes, his fluid nature of his move set. Um, he stood out a lot. I thought butcher um, had a yeah. real, real incredible moment where he, he threw out the bear, both a bear country um, and then yeah, obviously, he just disposed of 500 pounds of bear meat. I said, 
<laughs> I, I felt like this was quite an incredible uh, show. And, and to me, again, the, the tag division is the bread and butter of AEW. And this one was just so much fun. Um, you're showing Allie there, the bunny. Um, man, her <laughs> cackle, her, her laugh, her involvement. I love what her, she's doing with uh, Butcher and Blade right now. Um, just an overall, I was very, I thought that this battle royal worked really, really well. I thought, you know, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of teams involved. It could have gone off the rails, um, but they, it, at no point did I feel like it got, it got too much for anybody to follow. It was a, I thought mm -hmm. this was an incredible match and I love seeing the finish. I thought the finish was an absolute home run. You, I mean, you start to have all those characters fall by the wayside and you get to see phoenix there's a jungle boy at the end that yeah. was i don't know man i thought that that was a showcase of some exciting young talent that they have on that roster man i i mean you almost said it all but i mean some of my my showcases for sure you know it was paced very well and, and who doesn't love a battle royal i mean it's just chaotic you get to feature a lot and like and even a tag team one because AEW is has the best tag division in the entire world and tonight was, and we didn't even get to see your fan favorites, FTR. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're busy whooping butt last dynamite. And so <laughs> 15 solid tag teams in this match. Plus, wow. I mean, you the young bucks are in a different match. You got you paired up MJF and and that um Chris Jericho plus FTRs wasn't in the match. So I mean AEW is equipped with probably 15 to 20 solid like tags that are like tags, not just two random guys that are just yeah. out for one night, essentially. Oh, dude, this division but, you know, is so deep. You know, Jurassic Express really looked amazing to me. They're a big standout, and I think AEW needs a strong babyface tag team right now mm -hmm. other than the Young Bucks. And so they have been teetering on that, and I think this is really going to start elevating them for sure. And it was really fun to um, see Dustin Rhodes, you know, go on a, quite a tear and there's going to be an interesting story there how qt Mar marshall just eliminated himself because he was pissed off that they dustin eliminate the gun club but you know like the announcers say and you know about royal every man for themselves you know you got to look out there's you know they saw three teams of the dark order in there and they kind of co they coexisted for as much as they could and i love that silver and reynolds were one of the last teams if not the last team to come in and Silver and Reynolds both looked great. You know, Reynolds with that tombstone double knee, it was like a, he double kneed someone and then and tombstone at the same time was great. And, you know, one thing I've been loving now about the bear country, which they're slowly starting to grow on me is when, um, Bron Bear Bronson, I think it is, always picks up two guys. You know, he's, oh. he's picked up two guys in almost every one of the matches I've seen as of late and done some kind of move. And he did it even with Mbadu, uh, dark i believe two weeks ago but when bear country and butcher and blade get in a match it's going to be an absolute physical i think they're going to they should do some kind of you know backyard street fight type of thing like because you know butcher and blade are used to those bunkhouse brawls those no falls everywhere and they're coming out with those chairs always to interrupt the bear country so a physical hardcore match with those four guys would be a lot of fun to watch you know um and of course you know phoenix and Pac are just Two of the best in the world, the and I can't wait. Like, I can't. I. That's like a dream come true. You know, young. I love the young buck style, and of course, I love Ray Phoenix. And so, this is just going to be a showcase on 
what wrestling is all about. And I can't even wait for that. You know, this was, this was a lot of fun. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of things come out of this in terms of what you want to see moving forward. You said closing the book, opening or turning the page to a new chapter. You know, now we're on the road to double or nothing, which we have months to build to. So you can start setting up some new feuds, you know, refreshing the eyes or the new eyes that were on the product this week. And, you know, it was an outstanding match. And what was unfortunate, you know, we're going to talk about the women's match next, which was kind of strange, but we were hoping for it. We picked Sheeta to retain, but you know, you have this whole build of a tournament and ultimately we thought we were going to have a new champion because of a tournament. And, you know, we love tournaments. We've seen tournaments before pan out that way. That's how, you know, how Kenny Omega got his title shot. And now ultimately he is the champion. Um, but we saw Sheeta versus Rio Mizunami, which was a, a very, very physical match. And, you know, the announcers did a good job really hyping up Sheeta in terms of um, her being the longest reigning champion in AEW. She's had the title oh, yeah. for 288 days. And this match was, you know, she's had 13 straight wins. Um, this match was very physical. I loved how it Could went out. you rattling outside. off some facts on Sheeta, bro? <laughs> I had to write those down because I, I like to throw in those little fact checks for sure. Um and it, I liked how it was very physical, you know, over the barricade and they were doing those, those uh, like pile driver moves and leg drops and all that outside the ring. So, and then the punches, and the slaps and, you mm. know, Rio can mm. do a, a couple hard ones. Then she does like the comical, just like the annoying ones. It's like a fly that you can't finish spot where she's just swatting your chest. Yeah. Hit you with like a, a really hard forearm, forehand chop. And um, I thought it was, it was, fun entertaining to watch um after that high energy tag team this one kind of slowed i think the pace down of the show just a little bit but then it reignited it at the end of the match and what happened afterwards so yeah uh, yeah. yeah i think that there was so much going on right and like in, in early on in the show man like it was just an absolute like i mean you got the battle royal like it was fast paced crazy um this match was more physical it was a little bit more a little bit more of a journey um i liked how early on the commentator team did a very nice job of highlighting about like the some of the showmanship and and like the theatrics of rio what a Mm -hmm. disrespectful action that was towards the champion like building off of like okay like yeah this is like this is her style of being silly and like entertaining the Mm -hmm. fans but also like weaving that into a psychology of a fight and how like when you are you know because we think about you go back in some of some of boxing's greatest uh icons about you know the shuffling and dancing and, and doing all sorts of stuff oh, like that's a butterfly thing like a bee that's right and so i thought that the, the commentator team did a really nice job of like taking a ne- something that could have been a negative something that could have detracted from the match um right. like some of the some of those like you said some of those like silly uh slaps that Rio was throwing and and made them amplified it so that it was no this is this is a like a good thing about the fight and it, it actually mm-hmm. added a little bit more heat to it um i and then I, I think as the match wore on and it it became proof that this was not going to be an easy fight for either one of these women right. they started like and this is what I was amp- I was I was saying like the way that this match will deliver is if these two women lean into the fact that hitting each other 
right. this one would be a, an awesome match. And the, the way the match played out was at the beginning, I was I was worried they're going to get into this like, oh, gosh. And then over time, you couldn't put each the other – they couldn't put each other away. And then, dude, by the end, I mean, it was like some That's of those – some of those 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 strikes were, I mean, they were fit like they were like not loud sounding. They're not like the the leg slappers. They they weren't any of that stuff, dude. It was just like hitting meat. I mean, they were like just a forearm into the chest. You could feel some of the pain that that, that these strikes were that were behind those strikes. I thought that they definitely, um, as the match wore on. This was an, uh, this was the opposite for me that as the men's heavyweight championship, right? Where I felt like that match was was kind of amazing at the beginning and then sort of struggled towards the end. This match, I was struggling to to be fully committed early on because of the way that it was playing out. And then, dude, like as this wore on, it felt more and right. more more and more like a like an actual battle, like a real war. And it it was a reminder, dude, like. I love seeing Sheeta in the ring. I I forget mm -hmm. it's so easy to forget how awesome she is. But man, like when she's out there and she's in a match that there's somebody's pushing her to like th start throwing those strikes that we know she can throw. Um, I I thought that she she really stood out as a as a defending champion on a show where no title changed hands tonight. I was, I mean, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that today too. And I was like very surprised as well, but I think we're in for, I do think we'll talk about more depth later. Um, Darby might be dropping the title soon. And I think it would be a good time for Scorpio to take the reins. You know, maybe just, he's just too beat up, but we'll, we'll talk about that in the latter match. Yeah. But yeah. as we saw things develop at the end of this, and I, we talked about it on our, our previous show and it's, it's necessary for the division when you only have one women's women's match on the, the main card itself to have more furthering feuds. You know, we saw Nyla Rose first come out and, and you know, show face. And then we had, um, the Brit and Makito come out. Then you had thunder thunder come out to save the day so which is setting up for a six-woman tag on dynamite which we can't wait so that's going to be even though we just had the big tournament with 16 competitors that ultimately Sheeta retained i think now we're going to start to line up more of the homegrown aew women as um competitors and ultimately we'll see Rick baker and we take know gold. Big, big speaking of homegrown i mean big swole is going to be she's next in line she made it very clear on dark she's he's coming she's coming yeah. for a shot so we know that like uh you know it was great in this tournament was able to establish some new characters for us in, in yeah. the scheme of the women's division maki ito was yeah. was somebody who we we now are familiar with and excited about seeing Rio Mizunami is obviously she had a great uh, great showing in this pay-per-view and I don't think she's going anywhere Nyla was reestablished as a powerhouse and an absolute force to be reckoned with in this tournament um so yep. there were a lot of positives to take away from that tournament um I I think that as you mentioned AEW is going to do a night nice, at this point they they're going to start seeing this this division's got a lot of different pieces that they can start playing off of. Um, and it's going to, this division needs to get a little bit more time as we yep. head into the summer. Um, the AW women's division, they're not lacking for stars, 
Um, even though Anna Jay's injury is an unfortunate timing, there are a lot of women who deserve um, opportunities and mm-hmm. time on the show. And I think that they're going to, that's going to start to continue to build. And this, this was a great, the ending of this match, I give this match an elite, um, the ending of this match, um, I think even further cemented that you had Britt come back out. You, you had her come back out there with, with Maki Ito get involved and you got to see sort of what we 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 love about AEW is just that like these characters, Britt and Nyla had that face to face, you know, Britt lost to Nyla in the tournament. They addressed uh-huh. the history, but then they had that kind of unspoken alliance that, okay, like, we might, not be, right. we might not be friends, but we both have a common enemy here. And, and so I, I love those seeds getting planted. I want to see how those, the, how that continues to grow. Um, right. I'm so invested in the women's division of AEW. I really, really believe that they have some stars that are breaking out in a big way. Um, and I think that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are the ones that are really um, leading that charge. Uh, but yep. having Sheeta having Sheeta align with Thunder Rosa, um, that is that you talk about some strikers, dude. Some the, yeah. both of those women approach matches with uh, no nonsense. So uh, Brit Brit's got a, a lot lot to, lot in store if she wants to go after uh, Thunder. She's gonna have a lot in front of her. But really, really excited about where this is going. I thought this was a highlight for me of the show, both yeah. in ring and with uh, with character work. I agree, man. It, it's uh, it's looking up for the women's division for sure, and it's also looking up for uh, one of your favorites, Miro. And yes. I think I hope after this fact, after this match, that this this feud is one of those that has closed the book and moved on. Um, I absolutely loved uh, Miro on Dark on Saturday, how he was you know cutting promos and, and laying a whooping on um, Charles Taylor, um, and then he did it again. He did he. The backstage is a nice swerve, nice you know twist to the open air start of the match where they do the interview and he has a backstage and he's hit my music, you know. And so intensity is something we saw on day one from his his debut here in AW, and then we saw it kind of fizzle out. Then we saw it again and fizzle out. It's been this constant highs and lows, peaks and valleys, and I think we just need to push the gas with him. And he's, you know, he's talking some smack on Twitter to Kenny Omega. Um, And I think we just, in even more out of closing the chapter of this, I hope that they address that, um, how Miro pushed Orange Cassidy and Penelope and he didn't care. He was almost like laughing it off and just, you know, more focused on the beatdown in a way. So maybe that can play a swerve into that and then he can kind of break free from that. Um, Yeah. So I don't think, Miro needs him necessarily, but it will be fine with me if they keep working together for the time being. And Miro is the more focus of in-ring work on the promo and Kip's kind of just like the ringside sidekick for now. And, you know, Orange Cassidy, it was nice to see his dominance too for a while, you know, finally show up and go on a quick run. But that was long. It was um, short lived for sure, because Miro put quite the whooping down on Charles Taylor and best friends. And it was what definitely needed to happen. I think we all agreed um, on Miro, you know, and Kip taking the victory over the best friends, even though at one time Orange Cassidy and the best friends were the hottest babyface team on, in the company. Um, so I think both these teams should go their separate ways. Miro should start ascending to oh, the top. Yeah. And Miro's definitely new. 
stuff in, they got some stuff in store for Miro, man. They definitely got some stuff in store for Miro. Um, you could hear throughout this match, dude, Jim Ross. When Jim Ross gets an opportunity, he was earlier in the night with, with Wardlow. When he sees yeah. a baby, when he sees a big hoss and he just gets, gets to see a big fella beating, beating somebody up, JR lo- loves that, dude. You could use no, he just, and he was really loving uh, seeing Miro's intensity in this one. I mean, he was hyping up, you know, at one point, even Shivani was just like, he's just a badass, man. That's all he could say about Miro. It was just, that was all they were reduced to was just, yep. damn, he's a badass. Um, his physicality, I loved the way that this match started. I was texting you, man. I loved that, that before the match even started, Miro just putting a beating backstage on these guys. Yeah, you know, as so fan great. Miro, like As a fan of Miro, I believe that like – Really, this is the side of Miro that will get other fans to come around to him. Now, obviously, like the dude's a, a lot of – he's very funny and laid back and cool as a person outside the ring. But this is the Miro that is going to – I think people are going to recognize like, wow, like this this dude can go. I mean, he's a yeah. big boy, um, but he's got a lot of gas in his tank. He's got he's got great stamina. Um, and his, his display of power and intensity – when he's dialed in, um, I think that AEW's got a real star on their hands with him. I, I really, really do. I think obviously some of that goes into how he's presented. Um, but because, like you said, that we've seen a lot of these stop and go uh, moments with right. Miro. But off the heels of that performance um, and, and sort of him putting the entire AEW roster on notice that there, it's the fun and games are over. Um, Good. I think that there's a lot of upside to where this could go. Um, And and I think that Miro makes for a very convincing challenger. Um, That said, we know where, we know where Miro is kind of his, him establishing his dominance in this match. It goes a long way and where their, his trajectory is going, but the best friends really feel like um, after such a dominating beating, um, they really, really miss Trent. I, I, as a fan, like I, you know, you and I talk about this. Trent to me is the workhorse of that group. That dude is an absolute um, stud. I, I love what he can do in the ring. Um, I think that the best friends are going to need to re, you know, recollect a little bit yep. um, and kind of figure out where they're going to go with with knowing that Trent still has some time to recover. Um, this this one definitely feels like the end of a chapter. Um, and I'm I think there's going to be moving. They're going to, these guys, groups are going to be moving in different directions for sure. So what do you think real quick? What if just, I didn't even, this came off the cusp, but like best friends feuding with like the acclaimed once the acclaimed gets healthy. Oh dude. I, I mean, a young, awesome heel team versus a hot, you know, a potential baby, you know, great baby face team. So I think, you know, you have a star, like, you know, I think that would be a great feud. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> You know that I like I like what I'm seeing out of the acclaimed. Um, I like where that's headed. Um, I, I love I love what Max Caster's doing. I think that that dude is a legitimate star. Uh, I think that he's definitely killing it. Um, big fan of what I'm seeing out of him, and I do believe that the acclaimed have a bright future. Um, I think that for me the the path for the best friends is definitely a little less clear 
Right. We're not seeing for what Miro and 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 Kip got going forward, I think that the AEW is going to go all in on Miro, kind of being a, a a wrecking crew, and that might even like you talked about, it might even come at the expense of his partner and his best friend, um, Kip. He could end up. He could end up. Uh, Kip could could take offense to what happened in this last match, and Miro could show he doesn't really have anything. Um, he has no no repercussions, no uh, conscience towards yeah. uh, what happened. I think that Miro is dialed in and ready to – there's a lot of haters on Miro right now talking about, like, you know, his career and where he's going and how he's – you know, he he went from being, like, you know, this this guy, a top star, and now he's kind of just hanging out. Uh, I think Miro hears a lot of that chatter. And he, seeing what he's capable of, bro, I, I, he, could, he could shut people up very fast. Let's not spoil the thunder, but we're going to have a special booking by Bonds on our Friday night show where he's going to dive into how he would book Miro, one of his favorites. Oh, and- God. Yeah, <laughs> Bonds is a diehard uh, Miro fan, so I can't wait to hear what he has to say. The big money match with big money Matt and Hangman Adam Page. You know, I've been loving this side of big money Matt, and now he's the broke in Matt Hardy right now. And he has the the no money Matt for sure right now. Um, And if, if whoever watched BTE this morning, um, hangman and the dark order were celebrating the dark order took hangman's credit card and we're buying him some whiskey and some other things that uh, you'll find out if you watch the show. (laughs) But hangman also said something, how he donated a lot of the money. So where, where this goes from here, you know, we also saw Matt Hardy down in the dumps eating grapes in his hotel room, pretty sad. And so um, I think the no money Matt persona is going to be just as good as big money Matt. And ultimately he'll get some money back by making some great bets, I believe. And, um, with private party and TH2, the deck collectors on the side, but I like this match, man. It's another one of those that, you know, it took to the outside. Um, and Hardy just was working on the hands, the heel moves and, and, you know, smashing the fingers between the steel steps and, um, the moonsault that, uh, hangman did off the top ropes is always impressive. Like, you know, we've seen other superstars do it, but just hangman, uh, I don't know. I just love his his moonsault off that the top turnbuckle. It's so great, and Hayman's the way this ended up is Hangman's yeah. offense is quickly becoming one of the like the more exciting. I mean, like I don't know, man. He's when it comes to an all round performer, um, Hangman is is like as good as it gets right now. I mean, I, I think he's like he's quickly kind of becoming a like a rugged. He reminds me a lot of like a more rugged version of Kenny. Like he he has a lot of fuel in the tank. You know, like that dude can go. Um, His off strikes are always just like super physical, super like on point. Um, Big fan of of what he's capable of in the ring, man. I think that that Hangman is, and, and what I love about this match is like you talked about, Big Money Matt. He was doing all the cheap stuff and all these little things to try to get the, the and, and this was such a good testimony of the the resilience of Hangman and that's really the story of his, of of Hangman from day one is resilience right like mm-hmm. a dude who was down on his dumps who's been who kind of was left on his own by his his the elite by his friends true kind of, but had never really giving up always kind of. Put, putting both feet on the floor again, getting up, going after it, 
Um, and to see that mentality pay off right. uh, with the celebration at the end, this is this is going to be great story. To, I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch where where the Dark Order and Hangman go now that they got all this extra money. I really, really love it. I love where they're going with it. Like I said, I think that this could buy a lot of chilies. Um, they can have, they can have probably a great, all the baby back ribs that they want. Um, really, really love the dynamic. Um, it was, it seemed like that was quite a fitting end to that, like to this match. And I, I think that, um, the, the long term of this SPD, like you talked about, we've seen a lot of the buildup was really interesting, mm-hmm. and like the contract swap and mm-hmm. all these, will he join the dark order or not? But now that you start to see, like, all right. Hangman beat Big Money Matt. Hangman yep. is clearly aligned now with the Dark Order. Some of those, like, I um, love that part where they caught him and then into the bugshot lariat. Yeah, like my wife popped for that. She was like, "Wow, that's a cool move." Lariat <laughs> is incredible, dude. I agree. Now that we have these clearly defined groups, where you kind of see Matt Hardy, T- the Debt Collectors, Private Party. And you see Hangman in the Dark Order. I really like the potential for that. This could, I I don't know if this feud's over or not, but I think that there's so much. I hope it's not. Yeah, I think it's there's still so fun, entertaining things that this can where this can go. Right. That's just a whole other element that you can add with with uh, Hardy being broke and maybe Private Party trying to pick him up and like vouching for him or anything like that. So um, I, I'm happy for the result, and it's just gonna. I'm ready to see more. You know, we didn't get that 10-man tag that we wanted. You know, maybe we get some more of bigger tag matches with Team Hardy versus Team Hangman slash Dark Order. So, you know, this one definitely was an elite for me. Um, I, I enjoyed the storytelling. I enjoyed – I love the Dark Order because, you know, we yeah. love the Dark Order. And so anytime they can get involved um, – and it, it's fun to watch them, you know, worship and idolize Hangman essentially. So <laughs> – and in Hangman's coming around, you can see him cracking those smiles and, yep. you can, and appreciating them having his back. So um, that's great stuff. And, you know, the, the next match was, you know, one we were both looking forward to the most, you know, the ladder match, you know, the face of revolution ladder match. And, you know, just the five, you know, five guys that were announced, we were just happy for. And then we had the surprise announcement from Ethan Page, the six. Yeah. So. I personally, I personally don't know that much about him, but um, he he was impressive in the match. You know, he wasn't the standout of the match uh, for me. Who was um, the standout of the match for you, SPD? Hmm. I'll get into that. I'll I'll, I'll let that marinate. But I, there was a couple, you know. But what I before the match, you know, the promo of this one, the build up to this, the the video package for this was outstanding. You know, we saw all every one of the guys shine in terms of just cutting great promos and see their, see their skills on that, that um, level. But, you know, this was filled of huge bumps, huge, tons of violence. And, you know, of course, Archer was my pick. It was Bonds's pick. Your pick was the mystery pick. Um, But it just fits well with Scorpio taking the brass ring because he's back in return. And we've all been pretty high on Scorpio. We think he does some great stuff in the ring. His feud, with um sean spears was great and then unfortunately got um hurt but you know some of the great spots of this you know was that canadian destroyer by penta on and cody 
And, you know, I don't know if, if the, it was a work or what with his, his shoulder injury, but the fact that he was just staying in the, in the wings and in the back, and then he finally came back and then took another huge bump. You know, he took that huge suplex off the ladder from Archer. And Archer, then he took, and then he was also the, the, the final, he took that elbow drop off the ladder caster dude, like caster yeah. elbow drop off the ladder onto Cody was like, Dude, he dropped that elbow right in the middle of the spine, bro. I was just like, oh. Yes. Like, I mean, that, Matt, th- dude, Cody, we talk a lot about it. Yeah. Cody was in this match as, like, the platform, right? Yeah. He, this dude just put – he almost every single big moment felt like Cody was receiving, <laughs> like, to put other people over in this match. Oh, he, he got – I mean, funny, all, he got, all guys he, got – pretty beat up you know a lot of huge spots for sure and everyone took some kind of really bad abuse you know the the three choke slams that archer threw in a row they were up like it felt yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he had them so high it was like boom one boom another boom another the hang time was out through the roof and yeah scorpio's frog splash onto the ladder was absolutely brutal i don't know who got it worse but both guys definitely are feeling that one um i still can't believe that canadian destroyer by penta and the ladder didn't even break and then you have jake the snake come in and throw a clothesline and then get super kicked by (laughs) was a great spot too so um this was a brutal match you know some some like cringeworthy not like Look away, cringe. Not in a bad way, but yeah, yeah. As moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, like when Lance took when Lance was in between the ladder and took that, like that was another example where like he got sandwiched in the ladder, and you're like, oh, big fella, you felt bad for the monster in that (laughs) one. I know that you. I mean, I know that you're grinning ear to ear. Um, that that Lance again came out looking like my. My standout for sure. He, he looked like a million bucks in this one, and there, like, he had that showcase that that little moment in the match where you talked about it. Those those choke slam after choke slam, it felt like he was lifting the guy up through the the Daily's Place ceiling. Um, it was just an absolute uh, perfect showcase for Lance. Yes, I we I think you and I both think that they got to pull the trigger on Archer. Um, you know, he he's had a lot of big opportunities and. I think the the dude the the man deserves um, to have a run with a belt. Uh, the, yep. the the work that he's putting in, the ability to evolve from a heel to a baby face like he has so kind of seamlessly. Um, all of his matches across the board have just been so fun to watch. I think that Lance is a is a real gem that they have. Um, <clears throat> I will say, for me, um, you know, coming in, Ethan. All all ego, Ethan Page. I was surprised. I thought I heard rumblings that he could have been the the surprise standout. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like he's definitely got that all around um, in ring ability. So yeah. it, he's not gonna he's, you're not gonna see like this dude's not like super f- high flyer or anything like that. He's just a very smart wrestler. And I think that you know you know me. I love my wrestlers who play the psychology, who are who are intelligent. Mm-hmm. Who, make you pay attention to the little nuances of their performance. Ethan Page is a nice signing for AEW to get a young guy who has a lot of potential um, and showcasing him in a match like this was a great idea. Um, Yeah. Good point. You know, again, I don't feel like there was any one particular moment where I was like, Oh yeah, Ethan Page is going to win this one. 
But just like I talked to you about leading up into this match where Max Caster felt like such a nice addition, you need to have some of those guys who can be a great base, who are really like, dude, like who can take and give offense to big and small opponents. And both those yeah. guys, and Ethan Page was able to do that. I feel like Max Caster, um, his pre-match promo, that rap was just, dude, his his creativity and his raps are getting – I know your Governor Cuomo was uh, – you're a New York guy. He got under attack on this one. His his stuff – All no punches for sure. I love what Caster's doing, man. I, I, I'm – I am fully on board with the acclaimed right now. I yeah. really, really see a lot of upside with Caster. I think I um, agree. He's just uh, proving time and again that he's he can deliver, man. He gets you wanting to see the match before the match starts, and that's half the battle, right? Just that hype to a match is half the oh battle. Oh my gosh, he's been on pure fire for sure. This this was a hands-on elite for me. So many guys, it was perfect because I mean, we talked about our prediction show. No one's gonna look weak. You know, no. everyone, even you're taking these heavy bumps, you're going to come out looking strong because you can handle those bumps. Like Cody didn't have that many high spots and he had, you know, a couple flubs, but who cares? Like you're in a physical match and he's doing, he's going over for these guys. Like he doesn't have to be doing these stuff, but he is, he's, he's leading by example. And I love that. And um, hopefully now that I feel like we can get Penta realigned with the death triangle and help support them to win gold down the line, uh, Get the the death trial run that we want to see. Golden triangle, as I. That's right, the golden Crayfish. triangle. Nothing would make crayfish happier than the golden triangle. <laughs> AW and Lance um, pursuing gold again. But let's talk about gold, man. This I feel like we've been we've slighted Scorpio Sky enough in this uh, recap. This man needs to have a little love, man. Get let's let's yeah. hype up that. What an accomplishment this was for him. Um, you know, for me before. I've always known that Scorpio, you and I have talked about it. I've always known that Scorpio is one of TK's guys. He just, he, he's always seen something in, in Scorpio. He's he, like yeah. just a, a genuinely good dude to root for. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, I was, I've always waited for like, okay, when are they going to pull the trigger on it? Cause I always knew that Tony liked Scorpio. Right. This was such a great um, way for them to do that. Right. A ladder match really is a, a great like just a great forum for Scorpio mm -hmm. to show what he's capable of how athletic this dude is um I really thought that Scorpio again with that the extra edge that you I know you really are liking this other this new side of Scorpio Sky having a little bit more confidence having a little bit more arrogance to him um and I think that the podcasting has really done well for him I think that Scorpio was always one of those guys, you know, being paired up with SCU, he was always one of those guys who was a workhorse in the ring, who all of us, when you see Scorpio perform, you say, dude, yeah. this guy's got the look. This yeah. guy can kill it in the ring. He's yeah. such an incredible athlete. But he, he always came off as a little bland from a personality mm -hmm. standpoint. And this new, I think this new confidence, this new, I think, comfortable this talent that he's gained from doing podcasting and yeah. things like that being a little bit more uncomfortable in front of the microphone has done wonders for him. And I really am excited to see where he can go where a Scorpio sky who can cut a good promo. That's a star right there, brother. I mean, that's a, that's a star undeniable. This will be a good, a good, I completely agree, man. I've been high on Scorpio a lot and, you know, 
the standout was, like I said earlier, was the, the feud with Spears and him, his solo run there. That was the standout that really made me a huge fan of him and realized like this guy is a, is a total package. You know, he's like um, the, the look his his body style, his mm-hmm. in-ring work, and he could be a face of a company, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got a great, you know, persona. So if, if he's going to be going heel or is he going to go baby? We don't know. You know, I was paying close attention. He did come out of the baby face side of the, of the ring and he cool. went out the baby face side. So, um, okay, well, this will be the good tra- a transition question to our last segment, the street fight. Do you think Scorpio will win the title or yes or no? And if no, is, is Darby going to be well enough to compete or is he going to have to forfeit the title? Cause Tony Khan said that on unrestricted. Yeah, so here's here's two ways you can go, right? I, yeah. I think with with Scorpio's newfound co- like cockiness, you could you know you could spin that as just a, a baby face who's been an underdog for way True. too long, and who's never really gotten an opportunity. Um, who now that he had it was not going to let go, right? You could have sort of more of like a, right. You could him as that baby face. Where, who has a little bit more of an edge? That's fine. Um, he's not going to just go back on the back burner. That that I I could I could see that right. Or if Darby can't perform, you and you you could go two ways, right? You could have Scorpio remain the babyface and refuse to to just take the championship because he's been he wants to earn it. He wants that moment, right? right? And that would further cement him as that baby face we all want to root for. Or you could go down another path where he's got he's got he's shown a little bit more arrogance, a little bit more ego, and he is more than happy to take the title from a, a Darby who has to unfortunately forfeit the belt after like a, a mind blowing finish to the street fight, True. which would then only further add a little bit more fuel to the Scorpio heel fire. So mm. you go two different paths. Um, I yep. think that both are equally interesting. Um, knowing Darby as is sort of that plucky underdog who can't, will never stay down. Um, it'll be hard for me to see him not come back um, and, and defend the belt. Um, but man, that finish certainly would would allow for that to happen, wouldn't it? I mean, that that finish of that street fight could easily allow Darby uh, some time off screen. It could, and I don't know if he's the type of person to do that because Darby Allen is so resilient and so willing to risk anything for the hit the business and himself. And clearly, he's been punished so much and. It's it's hard to watch sometimes because I've said it over and over that he's you know gets ragdolled. He's a crash test dummy, and then he throws out these huge daredevil moves that we have not seen in AW. You know he's such a high risk taker, um, and it makes it so fun to watch in that part. But it is can be dangerous at times. Um, you know this street fight was done perfectly. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about this. That I absolutely you know I like to do my amateur videography and editing and stuff like this right away. I was hooked the first 60 seconds with, with the car and then they go in the car and then out the car and then up, you know, like that kind of splicing and editing and footage was pure genius. And I absolutely loved it. The intro, the build up to it, it was phenomenal. And the match was phenomenal. You know, the lighting 
the lighting in it, the sound, the background, just the ambiance, everything about it, like visually, was perfect. It, it exceeded really- my expectations. Exceeded my expectations, like through the roof. And it was, you know, um, well done. And you know, reading back that Darby said he had ninety uh, percent involvement of this, which completely we we knew. I mean, he's a dropout film student and all of his his vignettes and promos have been so unique and so original and so spot on and so um, catchy. We knew this was going to was going to succeed that with with a bigger probably budget, bigger platform and a few more minds in that. And it was executed so well. I mean, Ricky Starks, new ring tire with the absolute on his back. He looked like a million bucks. Uh, Brian Cage, absolute beast, you know, there, there is no question who better than Brian Cage because the guy, if you can walk a suplex on someone up the steps. Oh, my gosh. I don't care if he's a third of your weight or whatever it is. The control and just doing that is just insane. He's so dang strong. And, of I course, we saw – Every time I watch Brian Cage, I preach that every time I watch him, dude. It's, it's not just that he's strong. It's that he's in control of his strength. There are a lot of people who have those bursts of strength yeah. that, you can, that can be reckless. Dude, Cage is in such control of his power. Oh. It, it, it is humbling as a fan to watch him. Like yeah. That dude is absolutely incredible. Um, he, he came off looking – I mean, everybody in this match came off looking so good. Everybody. This was my favorite match of the night. I, I thought this was perfectly done. Um, this is this is the gold standard for a th- like a thematic you know match. I, I, you know, it would be match. very hard to match or top this going forward. You know, even if it doesn't involve Darby Allen, I think Darby would be a great producer, someone to be involved, some some you know eyes on this because Love it was just so great. The, the the seesaw throw through this window was insane. I mean, the glass breaking is one thing, but then the wood hit him on the head. Did you notice that? It was, yes. It was yes. I couldn't believe that, but I love the way this this panned out, and you know how um, Alan or Darby threw him the bat from up above, grabbed it, and then he went on a wrecking crew and broke the bat. I believe over Cage's back. Um, the finish of this is perfect. You know, Sting getting the finish in the ring. Uh, this I can't say enough good things about this. You know, this is like a a horror movie, suspense like movie. movie. Yeah, it felt like yeah. a movie. It felt like a movie. It felt like I was watching Batman, like at points. Like I felt like like you talked about with with Darby, Robin tossing Batman his his the bat. Like I just yeah. there were moments when I felt like I'm watching a movie. And the the way that this match flowed, all of them like it was just such a beautiful way of telling the story with like Cage exerting his dominance and sort of being that like you know we see superhero movies all the time being that big villain that you have like the yeah. team, team they have to work on to slowly chip away at him and beat him up and slowly <laughs> elim- and then taking that huge dive that el- that that elbow drop through the multiple stories um, yeah. to take him out. You know, it just, it felt like one of the, it just, it, this was so beautifully executed where it, the story was purposeful. The characters built up along the way. Starks sort of Starks played that perfect foil to sting to allow sting to really look like a million bucks, and that's a testimony to, to Starks and what a pro yep. he is. 
Um, and that just the, I, I even the involvement of, involvement of Team Taz. We just talked right. like we were wondering if they would get involved and things like that. Course, just yeah. absolutely loved all of it. I thought that this was um, to me again. I thought this was the match of the night. All four competitors looked absolutely incredible in this. The the storytelling. This is the, the type of match. Like this is something that I hope again. Like fans appreciate this because you don't get to see. I mean, we were worried about so many different things. The way, the way this could have played out was Sting going to be able to look good and because phys- he takes some of those physical the physical moves and you know how are they going to keep t- Team Taz looking strong and mm-hmm. and all of it, dude. Walking away from this match, I was just – I was so happy as a fan. I just thought it was perfectly done. Darby's creativity as, as a producer of this – Unbelievable. Off the charts, man. Completely off the charts. And that is that is why Darby Allen is my top performer of the night. Um, not only for what he did in, in the match itself, but just for – the execution of the match, you know, a street fight, a cinematographer or cinema cinematography on it yep. was outstanding. Yep. This type of match is not easy to pull off. Granted, you know, you can do takes and stuff and it's not necessarily live, you know, but you can, it can be a huge hit or a huge miss. And this was a huge hit. And then some, I think it exceeded everyone's expectations. Um, we want to rewatch this for sure. And he was my top performer risking that huge bump. Um, just his creepy, eerie riding in on a skateboard on the back of the truck. Um, and he took a lot of violence too. And he dished yeah. it out at the end. And ultimately, you know, him and Sting prevailed. And so that that is my top performer is Darby Allen. I don't blame you. Um, especially when you know, <laughs> especially when you know like the role he played outside yes. of the ring, right? And making this all happen. But like, dude, that I, I hear you, man. I, I think that like his resilience in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a beautiful story for our TNT champion. I thought it was amazing. I can't disagree with you on that. I thought that was an incredible performance. I picked Phoenix because, um, you know, I'm a tag team fanatic. I'm a tag team fanatic. I think that like, you know, I loved that tag battle Royal. I thought the the end of that battle Royal where we got to see John Silver go against. We got to see jungle boy and Phoenix. Um, I just felt like we talk a lot about iron sharpens iron. And I think that Phoenix, you know, I look back on some of our episodes of dynamite download and, and there have been times in which I've taken his greatness for granted. Like he's mm-hmm. just con- so consistently good. Yes, um, he is. And, you know, it, it, I felt like a, tonight where he secured the number one contender spot for him and Pac, um, in the tag team division, my favorite division in the company. I, I just felt like he is, um, he's, I think he's one of the, the absolute best in AW. And I don't think that that's hyperbole to say. I think that he's continued to show um, the, the, time and time again when he gives, he's given opportunities. That dude delivers, man. He, and and so I, I, lo- I leave, I leave this. <laughs> <laughs> I leave this pay-per-view uh, really excited about where the death triangle is going. Um, I think that Phoenix is Phoenix is showing an ability to be somebody who the, they could plug into any match style, any match format, and he's going to deliver no matter who his yeah. opponent is. Um, and, I, and I feel like I needed to give this man some props. What we've seen out of him in 2021 
culminating uh, at this pay-per-view. Um, <clears throat> this is a this 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 is a superstar. And I feel I, like I rotate between Phoenix and Archer as my top performers of the night, rightfully so. I mean, these those are my top two favorite guys in AEW right now, period. Um, and it's just incredible to me. Like every time he goes through those ropes, he gets farther and farther into the crowd I over know. the barricade. I know. You know. First he'll hit it, and then he'll straddle it. And then yesterday he went over the into the crowd. Yes. Like to be that fearless and gutsy to do something like that is just unbelievable the stuff he can do and he could not put on a, a bad match and i'm like very excited for wednesday night um i think you know we could either address it on wednesday night dynamite download episode 25 or on friday night flights and fights where we can say new feuds starting you know where do we see you know which ones do we officially kind of see close the books on and which ones do we want to see open the books on and further for the next leading up to the next couple months. So I think that'd be a good topic to talk about. And this was just, this pay-per-view was outstanding. It was tough, tough shoes to fill, to fill because last year's revolution was through the roof outstanding. Yeah. And this one is one we're going to be talking about for a while. And, you know, before we ride off into the sunset, I mean, the biggest elephant in the room was your, you know, Christian signing, you know, yeah. Christian Cage. And so, we we were all going everyone on social media this was the hot topic who's it going to be who's it going to be and everyone's debunking all the all the conspiracy theories and this and then you see different people you know cm punk saying it's not him batista coming out saying it's not him angle doing that teaser video you know i i wanted cm punk i picked angle you know we all kind of you know christian was on the radar bonds was a huge christian fan and um and i'm i'm all happy for it i just wish the only thing is i wish he got in the mic and cut a promo yeah. or did something more climactic but i think he has a lot to give and we have, and bonds did a great job on our our twitter reminding people he was christian cage before he was christian and the run he did before he was in wwe which was an amazing stuff and so i think he has a lot to bring to the AEW team yeah. and it's going to be so fun to watch, and the addition is just making this an even better and better company. Well, I, and I, I love too that Christian can still go in the ring. Yeah. Um, but AEW is hiring a lot of guys who can, who have a mind for the business, and so they can help. Again, I, I talk. You're starting a new company, man. Like <clears throat> it makes a lot of sense to get guys who can help contribute and teach teach and offer mentorship um yep. i think that christian's a great example of that and for me man as long as he was in wwe christian was always going to be edge's little edge's little brother eddie edges is always going to be an edge's shadow True. We've, seen, we've seen what christian can do and impact um when he broke away for a while and had his run there um this dude is more than capable of carrying a, a top shelf feud um yep. So I, I thought that, like, obviously, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of names. You throw out names all over. I I, I was all over the place. Is it going to be – Pee Wee Herman, we even said. Is it going to be Brock Lesnar? Is it going to be Pee Wee Herman? It could be anybody. Um, but I felt like Christian was a, night, was a very safe, solid addition to the AEW roster, uh -huh. um, somebody who they can trust to be a good ambassador. I know, SPD, you're always big on the ambassadorship um, that these people can bring. Christian is somebody who who – will be more than happy to do interviews with media um, mm -hmm. represents the company very, very well. Um, and no moment is going to be too big for Christian. And that's the thing, dude, this guy has been through 
tag division, world heavyweight championship. Uh, he's done it all. Intercontinental, anything yeah. that you want to throw at this dude, um, he could, he's shown an ability to make it work. And that that is a testimony of being a pro's pro. Um, it's weaving gold out of out of out of garbage, right? And that's something that I right. think that Christian will be able to to help teach some of the young professionals that are coming up and coming. So, and not to mention, dude, when you got a guy like him who's got who's shown an ability to have a little bit of an ego himself, I love. I'm, I'm excited to see him interact with the MJFs and Max Casters and Jericho and all these people in, in AEW who we've seen start to develop these big personalities. Christian, Christian's ability to be a baby face or a heel, be good at both. Right. Again, very, very important when you inject somebody like this into your landscape, uh, into your right. roster. You need somebody who can be flexible like that. Um, Christian has shown he can be a good guy. He can be a bad guy. It doesn't matter. A tag team guy, a, a singles competitor, he can do it all. So I thought this was a good pick by them. And again, um, for me, AW delivered on that. I think that there, there's really a, a lot to love about AW Revolution. I, I think I hope that the narrative um, remains a positive one. You know, it's going to be here at AW. Oh, Jeez, that Matt, the pay per view is outstanding. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know that our, your team here, all the people who were able to join us, and all those who are watching this, um, know that we are excited to see what's going to happen in just a couple days here at Dynamite. Oh, no, so soon. It's coming up, man, and and always the 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 dynamite post pay per view, that's a must see event. Um, this 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 stretch where we got to see dynamite, you know, pre pre revolution, what a show that felt like. That felt like a pay per view. Um, revolution was absolutely jam packed. SPD, I love your your emphasis that you put on all the talents that were able to be showcased on this on this show. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of great moments for a lot of different superstars, and then the post pay per view dynamite this week is going to be must see. So make sure you join us. Um, we're going to be streaming live post dynamite. So make sure you join us on that. We will be chatting it up and reviewing dynamite, giving you our elites and a deletes of that show. Um, and then we'll we'll before you know it, we'll be on Friday night fights and flights. So busy you, week. If you can't get enough of your guys here on AW Dynamite, please share Dynamite Download. Please share on those social handles. Follow us. Share our videos. We appreciate all the love that you guys have been giving. We've been growing organically, really loving where we're going with this thing. Um, and, and I feel like it's nice to see the positive movement connect with some of those fans out there. It's awesome to see. I agree. And it, it's, uh, I can't wait to do it again in a couple of days. And this dynamite is going to be jam packed. So thank you everyone for joining us and have a great week. And dynamite is just around the corner.